This is Two Hungry Bitches. A podcast created by us, Francis and Damien. And who are they, Damien? Two of the world's hungriest bitches. Hungry for love, hungry for food, and hungry for a little bit of humor. So grab a Happy Meal and pour a martini extra dry and indulge while we crunch on this week's topics about love languages and kinks. Restaurants we miss while in quarantine. And find out what makes Damien say, Actually, no, Papa John's is racist, so. Okay. So I think we're going to start the podcast now. (laughs) Are you ready? Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay, well, my name is Francis. My name is Damien. And this is Two Hungry Bitches. A podcast where... What are we doing on this podcast? Um, I just want to talk about how I'm such a hungry hoe. Yeah, no, I think if we there was truly going to be a podcast entitled Two Hungry Bitches, we are some of the hungriest bitches you will ever meet. So do you consider yourself more of a hungry bitch than a thirsty bitch? Most definitely. <laughs> like... While thirst does tend to to tend to creep in and set itself in on on some days, I can munch and crunch and deep dive in on <laughs> many a thing, many a day. Um, and that's exactly why we wanted to start this podcast to be able to sort of like deep dive and get a little like deeper into conversations about topics that we are just hungry for. And this could be anything from food to current events just the things that have been consuming us in our everyday lives and we need to share that information with you it's just kind of like information that like we want to share out with the world that because i mean we've talked about this podcast you actually originally wanted to start this podcast with your friend stevie hey stevie if you're listening hey girl and um (laughs) (laughs) a little shout out to little miss stevie and I just think, like, now that we're roommates, like, and we've kind of, like, found a routine, like, this could be fun. Like, we could talk about whatever we want. Like you said, like, current events, um, my horrible and tragic and really sad love life. But it's there sometimes. Yeah, it's there. Uh, That's shady. Sometimes. <laughs> I, I can definitely hear it now that we're roommates. Oh! And <laughs> <laughs> you hear the Snapchat click. You hear the video get and roll. You hear me telling daddy what he wants to hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I have loved becoming roommates with you because... You need a pause, huh? <laughs> the list is just so... It's either so long or the list is so short. She really had to think about it. No, no, no. <laughs> I just wanted to, like, try and figure out, like, the best way that I could say that since, like, getting to meet you and, like, us being able to sort of share our opinions and, like, talk a lot more, uh, we realized that we can really talk about a lot of subjects and we might not know the full extent of uh, those subjects, but that's why, like, I think that by talking it out with each other, we learn from each other, and we, like, learn more about those things, and it, like, helps us, it helps intrigue us to then, like, go and do, like, our own independent research on those topics, and I think, like, ultimately, like, that's kind of, like, what we want to do. And I think you're so funny, too. Like, I mean, I know, like, people say that all the time like oh my god you're so funny or this is so funny but i genuinely think like you're comical like you make me laugh because not to suck my own dick but i genuinely do think i'm kind of like a funny person okay no you're fucking hysterical literally every new person that i like introduce you to like immediately as soon as you leave they're like this kid is like content gold but it's i think it's more because like i like see people and like they like say shit and I like want to make them feel like heard and a lot of people like will like take any type of conversation and just be like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh but I kind of feel like people like the kind of like the improv like the yes and like continue into their conversation Mm because then it's like are you listening to someone or are you like hearing what they have to say and like really contributing to a conversation which I think is important yeah and like you definitely do that by being able to and we've talked about this before like 
you notice like the tiny details in like things and the way that like people talk and like sometimes it comes off like a little bit creepy but like most of the times it really does come off as like genuine and like you were saying like like you were listening and it allows you to be able to like add input to conversations that is like more in depth and like shows people hey like I was truly like absorbing the information that you were saying so I find it quite commemorable definitely one of my strong suits I think one of my weak suits though like I'm like ooh strengths and weaknesses (laughs) self-evaluation doing a full ass SWAT chart for each other (laughs) first podcast that was a business uh, reference for you folks yeah uh, Damien's actually business fish so she works at um, Goldman Sachs by the day and she sells feet pics by night yeah ignore the artsy nose ring Uh, (laughs) is that what it is? I mean, it was a choice, you know, back in 2008, 17, 16. Oh my God, time is flying by so fast. But you know how like all like the Insta artsy girls like were getting their septums pierced? Oh, period. I got mine done too. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, if you guys like hear any back noise th- throughout this podcast experience, it's my little cat, Chicky. He is currently doing some cleaning of laundry. I'm going to make sure he's okay. So for those of you guys listening, um, me and Francis recently moved in with each other, and Francis owns a three-year-old uh, cat, and this is definitely a different experience for me because um, I'm very allergic to cats, so I never really had any growing up, <clears throat> and Francis's cat is quite uh, an active little bunch of energy. You know, he has personality. Personality. Wow, you're so smart. Yeah. You're really funny. See, let me like rewind to like a couple of minutes ago when Francis literally said, I think you're so funny. So <laughs> <laughs> I need to like just keep that for every time that a uh, stupid joke is made and <laughs> you fully read me for it. <laughs> no, I, I definitely think like um that shit is just so funny. Like I love to go on Reddit and I'm pretty sure that like 50% of my Reddit content is just cat stuff because I follow reddits from like chunkers to like supermodel cats to cats supermodel cats it's a real reddit they have people just have cats that are so beautiful and I really wonder like if this could be a thing like where people facetune their cats because I'm like can your cat really be that pretty dude cats are fucking majestic I mean that's why like the Egyptians fucking worshipped cats like there's definitely like something about them and like definitely like living with your cat like now and like just experiencing this within like the last couple of weeks like once again that that fucker has personality and like it's it it would totally make sense of why like the egyptians thought they were literally personified like human beings or gods especially because they're so independent because like dogs will like go up to you and like they want to like greet you or they're really scary like either or but like 90% 90% of cats that you meet are, like, super independent and naturally curious. Chicky is one of those cats that definitely likes some, like, attention and, like, will... I think that's what kind of, like, makes him a great house cat is because, like, he wants to hang out with you. But that's been, like, one of the troubles that I've been having working from home. So I started working from home two weeks ago, and it's been going great. But one of the things that I noticed is that, like, my cat sees that like I'm home and so like if he's not sleeping he kind of like wants attention Mm. and so I've been on meetings and my cat is like meowing at me or like he's like jumping on my bed and Mm. my camera's kind of like angled to where like I look good and I don't look have a double chin and I have (laughs) my lighting is from on top she has a whole thought out scene she is fully like choreograph and produced her work setup so she looks the best at all angles. I want to look good on Zoom <laughs> because I don't know if HR ever hears this, hopefully not, but there is this cute intern. He is so cute and the only reason why I joined the social committee for my internship is because he's part of social committee. Damn, that is full extra and work for a man. Guess what I found out? So I was going through the intern page on the website and he has the exact same major as me. I, so I want to talk to him about like kind of like it's just like a conversation starter so like the next I we have painting night on the 30th sounds weird that's why they sent like some of the stuff but 
we're gonna be like painting all together on camera and I'm gonna like try to like make his like zoom like webcam like my main one because I just want to stare at him for two hours he is a he is a luscious man and I'm really into it so is that the first topic that you want to jump in on would you say that uh you have been hungry for men during this quarantine (laughs) I definitely think like my hunger for men has like gone up and like I'm so scared to like hang out with men but at the same time I don't know like my hoe just like really wants to go and like out there and like munch munch crunch crunch for sure just for our listeners um I am a I identify with the pronouns he him um and I am homosexual um and I'm a cis home as well so I do he him his and I'm a full-fledged homosexual but I do consider myself there are some moments where I do think that I'm bi Mm -hmm. because and because I know like I know sexuality is a spectrum and but my spectrum is kind of weird because I like all kinds of men but the women that are that I'm into are like power women like I love a good woman in like a power suit like lawyer women on TV and there's gonna so my old roommate um two roommates ago he had a mom who was like she she sold like insurance or something was always flying for work and she would come visit our apartment and she would just look so good in a suit and i and i was told my roommate i was like your mom is one of those instances where like i want her to put a strap on and fuck the shit out of me because i i can tell like she Oh, she just looks like the type, <laughs> the type of woman that'd be down for that. Like that wants like a man where she can treat like shit. Do you feel like, do you feel like it's like more respect and admiration than like full on sexual or attraction? Or when you say like, I want this woman to fucking wear the strap on, you really feel that? Um, it's kind of blurry because I can probably say that. And like, if it were to actually happen, I would be like, I'm in danger, girl. But also, like, part of me just gets kind of turned on by that danger. I think that's, like, my sub-bottom coming out. Podcast, you have to know that me and Damien are both sub-bottoms. Oh, wow. I like how she said it. Like, it's, like, our, like, sign or, like, our Myers-Briggs, like... So, I'm an ITFJP and a sub-bottom. <laughs> ENFP, Gemini Sun, Aquarius Moon, uh, Capricorn Rising, sub-bottom. <laughs> I'm like, what test is that? Did you take it on BuzzFeed? CNN? I'll send you the link, girl. (laughs) It's like a 30-minute questionnaire, but it really... No, there actually um, is a pretty reliable site called... I I, want to say it's like BDSM.com or something like that. But there, it's um, like a full spectrum uh, like kink test, basically. Really? It goes through like all aspects of like basically like kinks or fetishes that are like outside of um like typical uh sexuality and sort of like ranks you on them so oh so from like vanilla to like kinky as fuck yeah well like it's not like really like a spectrum it more works as like it takes like all of these like factors into account and then it like gives you a percentage so like it'll be like the one of the factors will be like dominance and like one of the factors will be like submission and then one of the factors will be like rope bunny and one of the faster factors will be like predator and the other factor will be like prey and like of course like based on personality like sometimes it's like most of the times it's like the if you're more submissive like more like more of those traits tend to like be in the higher percentiles while the other traits tend to be in the lower percentiles but for some people, and this is why the test is so interesting and so broad, like, it can really break it down for, like, it shows, like, you might be really into, like, being a prey, like, or being, like, sought out for sexual intercourse, like, in a very aggressive way. But then your your submission doesn't necessarily need to be on, like, the lower spectrum. Like, in actual bed, you might still take, like, more of an assertive role. So it's just, like, it, it really gives a fuller picture to sort of like kinkiness or these fetishizations like outside of just like stone cold top bottom sub for or sub dom you know what i mean i'm really interested on like 
how we would compare because like I I I I'm sure like you probably think I'm like a kinky bitch, but I consider myself kind of vanilla. Yeah. Like I don't really go like outside of the craziness, but maybe like part of the spectrum is like finding your inner kinky and like it can make that would probably like make you more comfortable in bed than knowing like, okay, like I know more who I am. Cause I'm I wonder if it's like the test really reflects like your inner thoughts versus like how you actually are in bed. Yeah. Cause you know how like uh, in my psychology class we were learning that there you have like three like sides of you mm-hmm. or like three like molding kind of like a babushka doll mm-hmm. and like your outer doll is like the the face that like you show off like to the world mm-hmm. to the public the second one is like the one that you show to like people that you're very close to mm-hmm. and then the inner one is one that you only show yourself kind of like your thoughts and like the way that you treat yourself and the way that you talk to yourself mm-hmm. and so i wonder if like I wonder if sex is like that because I like to talk a big game. Like, I like to talk to multiple men. I like to, like I was telling you, there's this guy that's really into voyeurism and voyeur, voyeurism? I, I don't know what how to say it, but... Voyeurism. Voyeurism? Yeah. yeah. And he has been, like, snapping me that he really wants to see me have sex with, like, somebody else in front of him. Mm-hmm. And if not in front of him because of COVID, like, at least, like, send him a video of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, the idea in my head is kind of like fun like it kind of turns me on that multiple people would be into me but at the same time it kind of like scares me to actually do it does that make sense i mean how is how is it like less because i know that i know you and i know that you've had um relations like threesomes and like group sex but like with voyeurism, you're you're having sex with one person, and you're like, that's really where the work is. So I don't understand where that reservation or like anxiety comes from. I think it's like performance anxiety. Performance anxiety, not like in the way where it's like whether you can like actually um, perform the duties, but it's like you feel like I don't know. Like to me, it's just like it starts becoming less about it sounds like it'll become like less about sex and more about turning somebody else on by like what i'm doing okay no that i i okay actually i get that because um i i I would have to say that i am also someone who has had like threesomes and like group sex and sex with like multiple partners at once before and there's definitely been times especially in situations where i'm meeting up with people that are like in a couple um where I'm maybe, like, fucking one of them and, like, the other one is, like, more, like, seeing, like, a voyeuristic, like, standpoint. Like, maybe, Uh like, sitting over to the side or, like, starting out, like, watching or something like that. And I've, like, definitely kind of felt, like, almost, like, a need to start, like, performing, like, arching my back a little more, acting like the dick is a little bigger than it actually is. Because there's more eyes on you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, you want, I mean, especially, like, as a sub-bottom, like, I feel like there's more, like, pressure on bottoms to, like, have these, like, sexy characteristics while tops are just kind of, like, whip it out. Yeah. But maybe I've just been with the wrong tops. Maybe... Maybe I need better tops in my life. That could that could also be a factor. Yeah, because there's definitely something um, in, like, the performative aspect in tops with dominance that is very, very attractive to me. And it's, it's to the point where if you can, like, act it out well enough, like, sort of other typical aspects of, like, common attraction, like, you know... I don't want to say, like, they melt away, but, like, <laughs> there's definitely been moments where I'm, like, maybe this guy isn't, like, necessarily, like, my full type, or there's, like, other aspects that I wouldn't necessarily always be down for, but because he he's acting in such a way with, like, such confidence, with such a bravado, like, it, like, gets me. Like, it, 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 like, turns me on so much to the point where it's, like, I, like, don't even, like, care. So that's why it's, like, that test is really good because I feel like that's more like so associated with um, like having like a predator prey mentality and like feeling like a little degraded and like sort of these like aspects of sexuality that like I've just attributed to me being like 
a bottom, which isn't necessarily always the case. So now that I feel like I have like more language to understand it and like why I feel inclined for those things, mm-hmm. um, it's like better to like gauge it in like situations when it comes up and like understand what's happening. So I like that you've brought up like predator prey kind of like because I do you feel like that has been part of like your sex life like where you're definitely like more prey or do you feel like a predator bottom oh no I definitely like I definitely like feeling more like prey in this sort of situation only be like not in like a way where it's like unwanted advancements but I feel like Especially now in a, like, in a culture where we meet so many people, like, online and, like, so much of the first interaction is, like, via that, that in, like, situations where I'm in public and, like, someone, like, is, like, scoping me out or, like, I can tell is checking me out or, like, following me around the club or, like, around the bar, like, even comes up and talks to me or, like, buys me a drink and, like, more acts in that sort of predatory way, I, like fall for it and feel like so much more inclined for it. one because it is so rare and like two like I enjoy knowing that the person has like enough confidence to be able to do that like you know what I mean I think that's sexy yeah exactly like I I like knowing that I'm with a guy that like is really sure of himself and is really sure that he wants like me as his like sexual partner and like sometimes that comes off in like a predatory prey like sort of way um but yeah, I mean, it definitely has to be, like, wanted on, like, both ends. See, because I've never felt that. Because, like, I'm somebody who likes to have sex, like, where I'm always the bottom, like, yes. But also, I like to degrade men. Like, I like to tell him, like, yeah, you ugly piece of shit. Like, and I like to slap him a little, choke him. Like, let him know that he's not worth shit. And you know what? He had to pick me up. And after he comes, I, like, I'm on my phone. I'm like, I need to get home. And, like, I make him drop I make him drop me off at home. And, like, I don't know if if that's, like, me, like, trying to, like, prove something. Like, I'm a bottom, but I'm also, like, a boss-ass bitch. But I feel like the men that I have sex with, like, they like that because... I don't know. I just feel like I... I mean, I'm a six-foot-tall bottom. And so, like, usually bottoms are, like, 5'2". <laughs> and I just feel like I'm a... I'm a tall big girl bottom and yeah. so like I don't know I want to feel sexy and like one of the sexy ways for me like at least is like through sassiness and I think it's like stuff that I've learned from like um Regina George like I think she's fucking sexy or like any movie where like a girl's just like ew boys are disgusting like I love that mentality but I yeah. also love the mentality where it's like if I'm gonna have sex with you I'm gonna treat you like shit it's very like jawbreaker Oh, most definitely. Definitely that sort of vibes. And what I think is funny, though, is, like, going back to, like, what you find attractive, there are so many, like, non-sexual things that guys do that also turn me on. Like, I like it when a... Like, you don't have to hold a door for me, but, like, if you know how to mansplain about random shit, I kind of like it. Like, I like it when a guy... So, my ex-boyfriend, his sister was dating this dude... I'm not saying I'm sexually attracted to him, but there was qualities that I really liked in him. Uh-huh. And one of them was that, like, you could bring up a topic and it seemed like he had already researched a topic. Like, he, he came prepared to talk about this topic. Uh-huh. And now it's, like, bringing the idea, like, conspiracy. Like, did he choose to, like, bring up these topics so he could mansplain? But one of the topics that I will always think about is that um, he had mentioned that dog breeds have changed over the years. That, like, the pug has been perfected. Like, the pug from the 60s and 70s is, like, different than the pug that we see now. Yeah, I can believe that. And he was just showing us pictures, and, like, he, like, knew all about this and, like, would talk about, like, the different dog breeds and, like, would bring up photos. And, like, I just think it's super cool when, like, a man just, like, goes on and on and on about a topic. Because, like, yeah, he may seem like a mansplainer, but also just seems cool. Like, oh, maybe he's just, like, really smart and world-versed in, like, the dog world. (laughs) And I also love, like, men that love cars. Because, like, you know, like, one of my fetishes... Like, I, I don't know if it's a fetish of mine, but I love when a guy has a nice car. Yeah. And I'm like, he may be in debt, he may spend all his money on cars, but hey, that's his money, not mine. 
And like, I can see it. I can see it on the road. I can see it right there on all four wheels. There and, it is. And if it's a nice fucking Beamer, also, I have to tell you about this guy, but it's just like a nice car. Well, anyway, so I've, this guy that I recently talked to, he had this really nice Beamer that he picked me up in. And we got some drinks. We had sex at his place and he didn't let me drive his car, but he's coming back to town. And I asked him if I could drive his car. <laughs> and he said that the car wasn't his, that it's his fucking parents. And he had to give back his car and now he has like a Dodge. And I'm like, bitch, I can drive a Dodge with whatever man. Like the this was is shattered. This was supposed to be like my moment to drive a Beamer. Like I've <laughs> never driven a Beamer. I wanted to feel like that power like I wanted to change lanes and not use the goddamn blinker Mm -hmm. and like he just stripped that away from me and I kind of like feel offended and like am I gonna see him again yes for the other reasons that I already told you off camera but like she's acting like she's so shy after like literally if we rewind this like 15 minutes ago she was like and when I'm guzzling cum and <laughs> I'm just I'm like a um, mom change the channel <laughs> um so we've been talking about how like we've been a hungry for men but I want to know like hungry for food are there any restaurants like sit down restaurants that you wish you could like go to but you can't because of covid right now that is such a good question because if there is one thing that i enjoy more than men it is food i can tell skinny bitch (laughs) (laughs) no okay so for those of you who are listening i am a vegetarian so I have not tried to eat any like meat products. Um, I've been on that since I would say like November of last year. Yeah, it was like right after Thanksgiving that I made that choice. So luckily, like I feel like a lot of the restaurants that I am like missing out on, like were places that I used to get like meat. From. <laughs> so I've been liking um, quarantine, if only for like helping me like once again like solidify this choice as a vegetarian. But I would say a restaurant that I miss going to. Can I tell you mine? Yeah, go ahead, go. You go first. Okay, so mine is any KBBQ spot. I fucking love Korean barbecue. Okay. Korean barbecue, like. When we would celebrate my birthday, we would always go to K- Korean barbecue spot. When we would celebrate, like, Sunny's birthday, uh, two years ago, we went to the same Korean barbecue spot mm. that we celebrated mine. Because it's just so fucking good. It's called Gen. Okay. Um, they have them all over California. They have one here in Tempe, at Tempe Marketplace. But my favorite Korean barbecue spot, I don't know the name of it. But I know the exact location of it, so I would always drive there. And it's just, it's so good because there... You can get the Korean barbecue, and at this place specifically, mm. they have steamed egg. Okay. And so what I would love to do is I would get, once you finish barbecuing, like, either, like, the beef tongue or, like, those, like, really thin slices of beef that you put on the Korean barbecue burner for, like, 10, 15 seconds, and it's, like, basically already done. Uh-huh. You take it out, you get a little rice, you dip the meat in, you get your spoon, you get rice, meat, and some of the steamed egg that's so soft, it basically melts in your mouth. Mm. Then you dip it in the sauce and you eat it. And it's like a spoonful. And like, I'm just like salivating right now. Like, I'm yeah, like, you're making I'm like, it sound real good. Oh my God, it's so good. Like, whenever you want to break being vegetarian, because you just want to like eat a little meat, uh, I'm definitely going to bring you there. And like, they have like, I don't know how many vegetarians, like, the, it's just so hard. Like, I want to become vegetarian. Like, yeah. Like, I want to do it because of, like, all, like, the efforts that you're going to save into, like, the amounts of water that they, like, that didn't have to be used to, like, support the meat industry. But yeah, the environmental impact of it is is a majority of the reason of why I choose to do it. But at the same time, like, Korean barbecue is so good. I, I, I guess I've never had Korean barbecue, or if I've had, maybe it's been, like, 
one time, but just to confirm, um, that's where they like cook it in front of you, right? You cook it yourself. You cook it's like it a yourself. DIY. So they give you so um they basically bring out like they have like a sheet and usually most of these places it's uh one price um for the meal. So this place that I'm specifically talking about, it's twenty five hours for two or twenty five dollars for two hours. Perhaps. And so you get whatever is on this side of the menu. The back menu is usually like an alcohol menu, of course, racks up the price, but it's cute. Like for your birthday, you want to get like the little soju drink that has like the light inside. So it's like blinking lights. It's just so much fun. It's definitely like an experience. Like you usually go like to celebrate or to like have a fun weekend. Like that used to be like the highlight of my weekend, sure. like Korean barbecue. Okay, work. And so there, um, they basically bring you like the plate of raw meat and you have like the barbecue grill like in front of you and you like grill the meats and it's kind of like um if you ever been to like the melting pot yeah so oh, like expensive expensive yeah so it's like the asian the korean version of the melting pot but like a quarter of the price mm. And it's just, like, it's a lovely experience. And, like, usually, like, in the price, you get, like, a soft drink included. So I always got, like, my Diet Coke. Because there's this conspiracy that if you have a carbonated drink with Korean barbecue, it opens your stomach so you're able to eat more and enjoy more. And if I'm going to be paying $25, I might as well eat as much as I can. She said she is a true hungry bitch. When you listen to the beginning of this podcast, you know that I was not lying. (laughs) (laughs) The big girl wins. The big girl wins this season. Okay. Um, Sounds delicious. We're definitely going to have to try once again when things are open. Um, and being out, we're staying safe. Yeah, we are definitely staying safe. We've definitely been practicing um, not going out um, and like trying to only uh, you know leave the house for for nece- necessary things because I know things have been opening up here in Arizona and that's exactly why um, Arizona is becoming another hotspot for the coronavirus infection in America. But let's get back to. It makes me really sad though. Like. Um... Because everybody, of course, misses, like, going out to Korean barbecue, to the club, like, to the gym. Like, mm-hmm. of course, but so much is going on, and which is, like, a completely different conversation. But back to Korean barbecue, like, it's just <laughs> such, it's such a good experience. And, like, yeah. whenever I go, one of my favorite memories is actually, like, Christmas two years ago. I flew in, I flew to Colorado to meet my family, then I flew back to Dallas, Texas to spend it with them with like New Year's like with them and my aunt and then I was flying back to it was like around like it's that like week in between like Christmas and New Year's so my brother had came to Arizona because he wanted to spend New Year's with me and my gay friends he wanted to go to the gay clubs he just wanted to experience like nightlife in Phoenix Uh and so that day we were both flying um it w- I want to say like the 27th like we were flying from Dallas to Phoenix well the night before it was like me and all my brothers we were all hungry at the hotel and we were like we should go get food hungry bitches and we were four hungry bitches bitch four <laughs> hungry bitches bitch and so we decided to go get Korean barbecue and it was the first time cute and like my brother was like my, my little brother he was like this food doesn't look cooked and I was like honey you have to cook it there's a there's a grill in front of you dumbass <laughs> Like, wait, the, you think the grill's just there for fun? <laughs> she said the chicken was lovely, gal. The chicken was lovely, so we had to fucking teach her how to cook food. Because the, okay, my little brother, amazing at cooking with a microwave. Serious. He can make anything in a microwave. It's so good. Like, when you have the munchies... That is that is a true Gen Z, like, talent right there. Like, oh, yeah. The microwave. Being able to use, like, the microwave for, like, multiple things around. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, recently um, this, this like, Food Network show. I love, like, competitive cooking. It's so relaxing to me. It does make me, like, hungrier than I already am. But, you know, I end up snacking the whole time. But uh, allegedly, <laughs> uh, one of the dudes that was going on it, he was like a younger chef and he was trying to do 
so many food preparation techniques, like, using the microwave. And I didn't even realize that they had, like, a microwave on set because you, like, never see, like, any of these chefs, like, ever using it. And he tried to use it for, like, all three of his meals in these, like, rounds. I was, like, this man fully trying to popularize, like, the use of the microwave in everyday culture. Like, <laughs> He's, like, I am like you. I am just like everyone else. Dude, but I, I totally understand. Like, I am... I, I get pretty busy during the week, so I I do tend to go for like frozen meals and um, things I can pop in the things I can pop in the microwave and eat really easily, just because I don't want to be fully cooking a meal just for like myself most days. So and you, you could know. meal prep, but I just feel like that takes so long, and like you kind of like have to like know your way around the kitchen I don't know like your kitchen skills I haven't lived with you long enough yeah I feel like okay like I'm you know I'm competent enough where I can like follow a recipe and like make something you know of course you know like toward that that closely resembles whatever product is it needs to come out as but I just get like so tired I definitely for meal prepping for me it's like the um the repetitiveness of it. Like, I know it's going to be that same meal for, like, the next couple of days. Not saying that, like, every day I, like, change up crazy things with the dishes that I'm making or they're, like, so wildly different from each other, but Mm -hmm. I definitely like a little bit of uh, variety in, like, what I eat. And I feel like as a vegetarian, I, like, need to do that to help keep me interested. Because I know if I, like, tried to meal prep uh like a week's worth of vegetarian meals that were all the same I would be like over it by like day three or four (laughs) I I definitely agree like I see like all these like meal preppers like on Instagram and they have like the salmon and the brown rice and the asparagus and they're like this is Monday to Saturday and like the mentality of I eat to live not live to eat and I'm like what like that can't be a healthy way to live girl I mean I was talking to this dude um like a little bit ago who he was talking to me about his meal prep but he like he was like showing me pictures of like what he was meal prepping like the week before and it was like full like chicken parmigiana like he was like breading chicken and like frying it and like making the whole sauce and like making the pasta so I was like damn like yeah when you put like that much effort into it like of course it's gonna be like a meal you want to eat like four or five times in the week but like that's when you're, like, fully meal prepping. You are fully, like, making a full-ass dinner for, like, five nights a week, like, in one shot. So, like, that was definitely some work. And he was talking about it being work. So, I mean, I think that would be, like, a way to do it. But he also, like, he was telling me how he, how he went to culinary school. So, like, that would make sense of, like, why he likes to cook. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Was he, like, making the pasta from scratch? Uh, I don't think the pasta was being made from scratch. Like, oh. I think it was uh, pretty much everything else. But I've definitely seen, like, bitches. Like, especially now in quarantine where, like, every girl on Instagram is, like, suddenly becoming, like, a hobby homemaker because... And, like, sourdough time. bread. Have you seen everybody has a sour bro- sourdough bread star? Yeah, no. It's... You go to, like the fucking baking aisles like in the local grocery stores and they're like just as cleared out as the paper towel aisles or some paper towel aisles or something and you're like oh interesting people's priorities but people got hobbies people like people get bored people people be bored you know you know people have made it in life when they have a KitchenAid stand mixer like every rich person that I've been to their house they had the KitchenAid stand mixer it's a it's honestly I feel like people have it as like a a token of status. A token of status. To show um, that they're they're definitely, like, stepping up in life. They're... They're not a broke bitch anymore. They're, they're definitely making some changes. And I would say um, that is the next thing that I have been hungry for this week. Um, and, like, I'd probably say, like, the past couple of weeks. There's just been a change because I know that with the quarantine a big thing that everyone has been talking about is is their life having to be on hold their plans having to get canceled having to toss out their 2020 planner that they brought um into the new year it, yeah but yeah. i i mean for me personally i i do feel like the quarantine has uh brought a lot of change not just in like the outside world but um in my personal life as well and 
it's it's kind of scary like think not scary but it's just it's interesting seeing how different life was from literally like only a year ago I've definitely seen that conversation too like where people are like oh my life is on hold and like we were talking earlier like if quarantine wasn't happening what's something that you were you would do right now and you were talking about like concerts mm. and like now that there's like road raves and like online streams and I like that we've definitely like things have changed but I feel like you can also find new hobbies or like other things that make you happy at home mm-hmm. and that's definitely like something that I've been struggling with I I know like when I was living in my old apartment and my roommate was never home so I kind of like always try to keep myself busy because I had all that space like just to myself and so like I was doing more art and like just like with the whole moving process because like this whole first month has just been like moving and making this place like a home and I feel like now that I've kind of like gone to more of a rhythm I kind of like want to tap back into that because I feel like none of this is gonna like slow down yeah and um, at least not the way that people have been exactly recently and because like something that i want to do is like for this podcast is i want to like start marketing it eventually like on my social media yeah and so like i want to kind of like do like a two hungry bitches um like social media campaign not in like a way where like we show it down but i kind of want like have like photos that like we could put on our story like swipe up brand new podcast or yeah, like a post where it's yeah. like brand new podcast like sure. swipe up and like it's like an actual photo of like both of us like with either like two makeup looks that like little hamburgers on our cheeks I was just about to say like, like eating like food like yeah. eating dick shaped food oh my god yes we should um so something that I've seen a lot on um like with mukbangers because like you and me both like we love Trisha Paytas and like I love mukbangers yeah um, definitely a big big YouTube fans yes and one of the things that I've noticed is that they like these like Pizza Hut breadstick boxes mm. and I feel like one of our podcasts is we should have eat that breadstick box and talk about it and talk about breadsticks because I, mean, I love breadsticks I'm I'm down you mentioned Pizza Hut like I I'm definitely a a junk food slut in that way, you know. We'll definitely get down for a gold, a Domino's, a, a Papa John's here. Actually, no, Papa John's is racist, so. Is he? Don't you remember, like, it was, I don't know if it was two years ago now or last year, the CEO, like, had a bunch of drama over, uh, like, him literally using, like, the N-word in a meeting that, like, him and, like, a bunch of, like, shareholders were in. Like, to the oh point where I gosh. think, like, the CEO, he resigned or, like, he had to step down from his position, you know. He got real comfortable. Yeah, no. Like, it was, it was a while. And then I remember it was, it was funny because this is, this is how we started eating Papa John's so much is that then as, like, a PR response to that, Papa John's for, like, that whole, like, summer um like basically had like pizza 50% off like they like at any fucking opportunity they were just like take our fucking pizza like please come and buy it so like the boyfriend I was with at the time and like the roommates that I was with we would like always get it because we knew it'd be fucking cheap and so I it's probably like better price at that point like better pizza for a better price than Little Caesars yeah no exactly like you know like it would it wouldn't it wasn't the best it's definitely not my favorite out of like the the takeout pizza brands but for the price at that point for the for the guilt uh reparations that they were trying to like <laughs> pay back to society um, half price pizza yeah sorry we're racist full fully and I, I i mean it's been a while since i've had it but for that for that for that moment we were definitely like getting it for a second <laughs> i actually really like chain pizza i like pizza that you can get into like you can just pop in the fridge i love a good and i've been to all like i've eaten basically all the pizzas and i really like them but one place that i really want to go to just to experience it is the california pizza kitchen oh my god you've talked about this before (laughs) i just want to go okay multiple two reasons why i want to go to the california pizza kitchen when i was younger my mom and i always went to this mall back in austin and she would always park by the entrance next to the California Pizza Kitchen. And every time we would walk into the mall next to the California Pizza Kitchen, everybody just seemed like they were having so much fun. Like it seemed like the California Pizza Kitchen 
is the Chuck E. Cheese for adults. I'm done. You know you're doing well when you're eating at the California Pizza Kitchen. (laughs) And so, like, of course, like, my mom was always like, we got food at home. (laughs) And she would take... We got pizza at home. We got pizza at home. Because my mom, she actually makes, like, she bakes the... She, like, buys, like, the dough that comes in, like, a little pack. And, like... This bitch. Oh, my God, it's so good. My mom, mom, you. Uh, (laughs) My mom, like, actually makes really good food. She was just texting me earlier, like... One of, like, the things, because, like, she's like, oh, what are you cooking? And I'm like, oh, you know, just heating up a Costco tamale. And then, like, she'll be like, well, I have my grill. And, like, she's grilling all this shit. My family's <laughs> eating good. And I'm like, we're probably going to eat a tamale and then Papa Xanax and have a good night. Yeah. And, but the second reason why I want to go to California Pizza Kitchen is because when I used to work at the Boba Spot, there was this bitch who would always come from, like, California Pizza Kitchen for some reason. Mm. She'd always had leftovers of California Pizza Kitchen or salad to go. And she would put it in the fridge where we kept all, like, the boba um, toppings and so like, stuff like that. It. You'd have to see it. And I would see it. And then we didn't have a, um, we didn't have microwaves, but we had, like, burners. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she would heat up her food on the burners. <laughs> I'm not going to say which place this was because I don't know if this is health code violation. <laughs> not gonna, she not would trying to get it. any girl fired. I'm not trying to, I'm. I want, I'm pretty sure she works there to this day. I'm pretty sure she works there to this day. But anyway, she would always have California Pizza Kitchen, and I would always want to bite. I'd always just want to bite, because she would be like, oh my god, the California Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> and so like to me, I'm just like, the California Pizza Kitchen. Like It just sounds like such a luxurious experience. I, I love Francis, because he is definitely... Um, like an individual where he like appreciates like boutique niche things like like small bars and small restaurants but then at the same time he does not shy away from good <laughs> old americana uh chain mall restaurants like today he was talking about olive garden and bj's and now he's going on like the california pizza kitchen grind like she she is she is a mall foodie for sure. Okay, you know why we were talking about BJ's. It's because I wanted a pazuki. I fully agree. Like I I could definitely go down for a pazuki. We live near like an oregano's who like honestly like they're like one of my favorite pazukis and for the distance like you can't really beat that. But when you're at the mall. And obviously, when things are normal, <laughs> and, and I'm like, who the hell's going in the mall these days? Exactly, but you know, when you used to go and you're shopping with your friends, and and, and you wanted to take like a little break, you wanted to get like a little something to nosh on, um, getting uh, a burger and some avocado egg rolls and mm. and a nice pizuki from BJ's was a great way to finish an afternoon. See, that just sounds like amazing. Like, that <laughs> sounds like a good time. Like, and you're in your 30s, you don't want to go to the bar anymore, you've kind of gotten fat with your girlfriend, you just want to spend it at the California Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> like, you're getting tired because, like, you just got home from, like, your accounting job and you're like, hey, honey... I don't want to cook. You want to go to the California Pizza Kitchen? She fully thinks that, like, going to the California Pizza Kitchen is going to make her, like, a white suburban mom. She fully <laughs> thinks that, like, this is going to complete the fantasy. No, I just need to get Skechers and then go into the California Pizza Kitchen. And then I'll be a white suburban mom. Because <laughs> I already dyed my hair blonde to where I look like a cutie mom. I'm, a, I'm definitely, like, a MILF. And, like, one of... Something that I really want to strive for when I have kids, I want to be, like, the hot parent. Okay. Like, I want to be the parent that, like, you can tell they take care of themselves. Not a mom that let herself go. Like, I mean, she's cute. Like, she's a moment, but she's not hot. Like, nobody talks about, like, hey, I kind of want to fuck your fat mom. Like, but when you... <laughs> but, like, you know... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I fully um, saw, like, just, like, as I laughed at that, like, all of the wave patterns for this recording. Just, like, being like, what the hell? Go crazy. So, I'm sorry. Sorry to the listeners. But at the same time, it's, like, when people had that, like, young hot mom who, like, had kids a little early. Like, she was just banging body, banging personality. Like, everybody wanted to be her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's kind of, like, the mom I want to be. But at the same time, I don't want kids anytime soon. So, it's like, am I going to be a hot older man? No, because I'm white. I'm gonna age. I know she's white people definitely age. White crack and white droop. But that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. You know what? Life takes its course. 
it's okay, that's fine, because uh, white people are institutionally empowered due <laughs> to a racially corrupt system. They had to trade in their youth for some white supremacy. Dude, fully. Like, full as bargains with the devil. Like, you can control everybody and everything in society, but... They bargained with Mr. George Washington himself, but... Uh, your shit's gonna be cracked by the age of 29. It's okay. Um, I hope that, like, we eventually make it okay for people to wear wigs again. Because you know what? George Washington wore a wig. When they were writing the Articles of Confederation, they were wearing wigs. Why can't males wear wigs now? You said normalize white males getting to wear wigs because um, I'm pretty sure within the black community, wig wearing is quite normalized. That's true. So, um, on that note... On that note, I feel like we've talked about so much already today. I know. I definitely feel like... I'm honestly, like, a little shocked that we were able to get through a pretty solid hour of just talking to each other. But at the same time, I'm not surprised because we can get chatty. The vibes. The vibes of two chatty bitches. The not vi- only are we hungry, but we're also two chatty girls. <laughs> we, we definitely uh, can munch, munch, crunch, crunch on some food, um, some dick, and some topics. Wow. We really did do like a whole 360. We really showed the good sides of our personalities. Not only are we great people, but we're also great hoes. <gasps> <laughs> people are fully going to be listening to this being like these dumb hoes like, if they're still listening at this point <laughs> but thank you so much um, we will be back next week with another episode of Two Hungry Bitches where we will be diving in to more of the topics that keep us hungry at night oh yeah cause this bitch she be hungry at night she got the munchies oh she hears me going in the fridge <laughs> good night girls or have a good morning have a good day of work hopefully you got there well you probably work from home so let's have a good day bitch bye hope you're gonna become a hungry bitch too yeah subscribe <laughs> bye